This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. outhouse and i have a trading problem i am rocky petrella and i also have a trading problem i am Corey woodman aka really truther and i definitely have a trade problem hey everybody and welcome to session 228 of the trade addicts podcast member of the dlf family of podcasts also a proud member of the dynasty addicts podcast network the dab network if you will and we will it's here. It's time. I already just want the season to be over with so I can get back to the non-point scoring season and make trades that I actually know what I'm doing and not have to worry about points. I knew you were going to say that. I love the point scoring season. Complicate things. I don't want them. Points points lead to trading too, Russ, you know. I know, but I don't know how to do it. It's fun. Also, this is bothering me. I got to fix this. Hold on. Oh, that was weird. I didn't even know I was in the wrong window. (laughs) Maybe I, you know, I missed a show and a half, and all of a sudden you take over. That's that's what happened. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Corey's down here, like, whoa. Um, well, people listening on the podcast have no idea what we're talking. About. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? slash trade addicts pod. You could be watching us right now and see that I did not notice that I was in the wrong screen until Rocky pushed me over into the right one <laughs> because I have no idea why we're still talking about this but it, it, it's week one we're here by the time this gets released we will be about 24 hours from week one starting like that i feel like it's been forever since we had real football and i mean it has been like seven months that is a very long time but like that's the other thing too about point score season don't you like watching football I, i'm so happy to be watching football again yes i'm happy to be watching football but that's not what this is about. This is about <laughs> this, is, this is about trading and fantasy football, and I'm not great at fantasy. I mean, I'm great at fantasy football. You should all keep listening. And oh crap, this, this went down a bad 
bad pathway. Um, but we are here with a dear, wonderful friend who we had a wonderful conversation if we were even allowed to use his name because, or even if we want to, because like the entire DAP network family, just like you hear the name Corey Truth and you're like, uh, Corey Truth, or see, look what you do to me. You hear Ripley Truth, you're like, I know that guy. Hey, Corey, who? What? Corey? And also because it's really funny, like for people, I mean, it's still ridiculous to me that we've been doing 228 episodes of this, but like for the first bunch, like I didn't use my name. Like I really like, and I tried to make Har call me outhouse, but he kept slipping and calling me Russ. <laughs> and for a while I was editing it out, but he kept doing it too much. And I just kept getting lazier and I'm just like, Nope. And it's not that I even wanted to hide my name. I just thought it was funny. So like, I'm like, all right, Rocky pops in is like, wait, are we calling him Ridley true there? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right, we are. Um, but Corey, because I could say that now. What? Okay, no. Let's start from the very beginning. The very beginning. Why don't you throw your Twitter Twitter handle out for the world, so everyone knows who you are? Yeah. So it's kind of funny too, because all, in all my leagues, which you know I started on Sleeper, so I'm in close to fifty leagues on there. They only know me as Billy Wiz Without, because that's my name there. So. Uh, yeah, I know people here in Ridley Truther, but uh, yeah, it's at Philly Wiz without uh, with with no H. Well, yes, sense. there should be no, no. H. Right. Correct. <laughs> well, I guess people outside of Philly might, or like people that have gone there, because I'm not in Philly at all. I'm in New Jersey, but I still know how to order a cheesesteak. Yeah, I just figured out how to change my handles on Twitter about a week ago, so that's what I made it. So I think if you search Ridley Truther, it'll come up though. Uh, it does. I will. I will attest to that because I'm so used to just calling you Ridley Truth. That I started typing that, forgetting it wasn't your actual handle. Um, but let's get to our little interviewee thing. How long have you been playing fantasy football for? Um, so I started in 2016. Was my first year playing fantasy. So fairly new to it. Um, 2017 got a little more into it, and then 2020 was my first year in 2019. Was my first year in Dynasty. Okay. And never turn back. How many dynasty um, leagues are you in already? So I am in about last time I counted, which I did three since then. So it should be in about two, sorry, uh, about forty-five total dynasty leagues. He's even ahead of me. And, and normal. So I started getting into the best ball dynasty. So they, you know, they're a little wow. more hands off. But you get the draft, you get the trade, and that's it. So. I was expecting like, oh, I know, like I create, you know, so I've been tuning it for two years. I creeped up into like 15, 16, like, no, he, he dove in. Good for you, man. Yeah. Is... yeah when I get into something, I, I kind of go all in and, and, you know, overwhelm myself. And, and right there with you, buddy. We all, know that, <laughs> we all know that feeling. I am thankfully past that point where I'm just like, all right. Well, no, sorry. I, I, I just joined too many leagues. I got to bow out. Sorry, I just joined too many leagues. I got to bow Yeah, Russ, we know you're in too many leagues. You got to bow out. <laughs> I am very, very close, very close to only being in leagues that I run, which still would put me in double-digit leagues easily, by the way, which is a problem. But Yeah, I probably left about 8 to 10 this, this, this non-point scoring season, just so I could have room to join a couple more startups too, so kind of clearing room for more. Yeah. All right. Well, in your 10,000 dynasty leagues, what are some of the best and worst trades you've made? 
Well, there's been quite a few bad ones. Um, but so I actually pulled it up before we got on here. Um, and just because I made so many bad ones, you kind of remember one or two of the good ones. And this was <laughs> this was kind of really my first year plan was 2020. I was in one 2019, but didn't really, you know, put too much effort into it. But it was 2020. Um, I had Todd Gurley on a team. And it was after week five versus the Panthers when he had 28 fantasy points, 121 rush yards, and a touchdown. And I traded him for a rookie named Justin Jefferson, who coming off the same week had five points uh, and 23 yards. So that ended up turning into a uh, one of my better trades. And my worst one, um, I guess, so last year I had one where I traded, it was a super flex league, and I only had um mac jones going into it a couple couple backups or something but and i traded so this was after the draft when the Bengals drafted jamar and i traded t higgins and joe mixon for uh baker mayfield so that that one i'll never forget either <laughs> so, wow <laughs> I, know. So, I wasn't even gonna bring it up but i'm an open book what can i say <laughs> <laughs> look at T Higgins in the feet. Cause that's all you could see on my camera and just apologize for that. I'm sorry. Is- <laughs> it hurt. And actually I ended up winning that. The same year. You did not deserve it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a playoff, you know, wonder miracle. So somehow pulled that off. Sweet. All right. Um, any other trades you want to either talk good or bad about yourself before we move on? Um, hmm. I actually had one earlier today. Um, I think I shared it with you guys, but it was, so I had Trey Lance two twenty three seconds that I traded for Kyler Murray and a 23 fourth and a super flex league. Yes. I was on, um, the, I was for the Murray side of that one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you kind of talk through. I don't think what you said made a lot of sense. The the seconds are enough to was it mitigate the risk for you know? That going... might not be good. <laughs> I mean, it's really what it comes down to. We know Kyler is good. I freaking hope Lance is good. I think he will be, but there is still a lot of risk. And two seconds isn't enough for me to come off a stud QB. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple share. I think I've had about five shares coming into this year. Move two of them, counting that one, three of them, counting that one. But I kind of want to keep one or two just in case. Um, fortunately, the teams I do have Lance, and this wasn't intentional, but I have Jimmy G too. So, you know, if, if, if the plug is pulled early on him, at least have someone to kind of start their contending team. So having, having a little backup, it was more or less trying to keep Jimmy in case he got traded and, you know, get rid of him. But uh, just might be keeping him in that case. All right. Well, what is a guiding principle you take with you, whether you are offering or evaluating a trade? Um, I feel like every week I come up with a new guiding <laughs> principle. <laughs> it's evolving. Week. Just think of it that way. <laughs> evolving. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's just, you know, uh, buy low, sell high. Um, you know, I don't believe in fleecing people, you know, fleecing someone, but also don't believe in just giving value away. So, you know, always try to look, see, hey, you know, does this team need a, a running back or does this team need a quarterback? But 
ninety percent of the time I think they need something they they you know they don't think they need that. So um, <laughs> lately, I've just been you know firing stuff out, following it up with a message of hey, this is why I sent this. You know, let me know if anything works, and just leaving it kind of leaving the ball in their court. But uh, and they get quite a lot of trades done that way. So for sure. We Nothing to me will ever be funnier than me and Rocky last year in TA3, where I kept trying to send him trades of older players for his younger guys. And he's like, dude, I'm not competing. I'm like, your team's so good. What are you talking about? (laughs) And and just, yeah, we ended up doing a big trade to swap positions to where I was competing and he wasn't. And then I ended up blowing my team up anyway, but still made the playoffs. Like TA3 was super weird last year. Look, Joe won, so of course it's weird. Um, yeah, I wasn't good, <laughs> by the way. So, as your duty, as our guest, what do you want to do first? Trade addicts trades or listener questions? Uh, let's do trades. That's what we're here for. Let's get some trades. <sighs> All right, deep breath. Or these are already done. Trade yeah, Addicts Leagues are 12-team, Superflex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception with 0.05 points for return yardage except for TA1 because we had some TA1 trades yet again. And let's get to this first one. Damian Pierce, Amari Cooper, and a 23-second for Chris Godwin and Mo Ali cox Corey, Damian Pierce, Amari Cooper, 23-second, or Chris Godwin and Mo Ali cox Mm, 1.75 um, I feel like this is when you punch it into a calculator it's going to say the Damian Pierce side but I I really like Chris Godwin um, and not only Cox I feel like could end up surprising people this year and having you know a semi um, I let myself be heard again <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, you're a Jelani Woods guy. Well, I, right? I mean, I do want Jelani Woods to do well, but like two years in a row, I've been like, all right, enough with this freaking Jack Doyle stuff. It's uh, Moelle Cox. But now He's Jack Doyle's gone. He retired. He's ready. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to set myself up that disappointment. I agree, though. To me, I like the Godwin side. Like, this is what I love doing with pl- players like Damian Pierce, even though we talked before and I traded for Damian Pierce recently, <laughs> but like, if you could tell me I can get an awesome player like Chris Godwin with a guy who hasn't proved himself and I drafted him in the second, Amari Cooper, who let's, I'm sorry, is a declining asset at this point, who has at least 11 games of sub good quarterbacking. I really blanked on a good word there. <laughs> and the second is all right, but like Chris Godwin, he's elite. He's great. And I don't care about the Brady situation with him. I just, Chris Godwin is very, very good. I would take Godwin here. And this this was my trade, and you guys basically have said my exact train of thought. Uh, this is exactly what I was trying to do. I have a bunch of good startable players in 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 TA one. I'm definitely contending in that league, and uh, I, I have two shares of Damian Pierce, both in TA leagues. And mm-hmm. so I, I last week shopped them around hard, uh, and this was one of the ones I actually I got rid of both of them. We'll we'll talk about the other one later, uh, but yeah, this is one of the ones I got done, and that's exactly what I was thinking. I was trying to. You know, I didn't really consolidate because it ended up basically being two for two with a pick in there. But I was trying to move up, and to me, I, I, I'm you not into Amari. Yeah. yeah, 
I'm not into Amari at all. So I figured I'd use Pierce to move up to Godwin. I, I feel like people are still too low on Godwin because of the injury, even though it seems like he's going to be playing, even if he's not playing week one, he's going to be playing very early in the season. Will he be Chris Godwin 100%? Maybe not, but by playoff time, really, I think so. So that's good enough for me. And, and this is Dynasty. So, you know, we got years for Godwin to come. So I was very happy to get this done. And I do think I do believe in Cox a little bit too, like uh, like Corey. So uh, I'm re- I'm ready to get hurt again, Russ. But uh, <laughs> he's, he he seems to be the number one tight end. It was it was a throw. I mean that didn't make or break the deal for me. But uh, I, I kind of wanted him in there because I I think you know he's a starting tight end there, and I think he could get like six to eight touchdowns. And 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 I'm not great at tight end. It's the one spot I'm kind of weakest at. So figure tight end by committee there. And I do think this like is a good trade, by the way. I mean, we, I know we all picked one side, but I think that like Corey's right. You put this in a calculator and chances are yeah. your side will win and not just because it's it, it's not like one of those bad quarters for a dollar trade. Like to me, this this equals like this, but I just really like Godwin, you know. Same. Yeah. All right. So let's yeah. move on just to a fun set of events. Um, I still have been having great, great trouble getting my 23 first back in TA1. This has been and an ongoing story on the podcast. <laughs> he did it to me again where he's like, this is pretty much Higgins for your first, where he sends me my first for Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, and Isaiah Pacheco. And I again reply, just because I got a good deal on Stafford and Cup doesn't mean they're not worth what they're worth anymore. That's not how this works. So... And then I even tried, I tried, there's me and one other team that, well, I could be really bad. And he, uh, Kenny traded him some good players. I had the first of a guy who it seems like it was going to be the one-on-one easy. Kenny traded him a bunch of good players. So he's probably 102, 103. I, my, so I traded him that, I offered him that first and Isaiah Pacheco for my first. Teams as they are right now, my team is better than that guy's team. I'm paying up for technically a worst pick, a worst pick. Of course, we all know what I would do after I got my back <laughs> rejected. Like, I, I can't get my first. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. So I sent Rockies first and a fourth for J.K. Dobbins. I honestly didn't think this would get accepted, but I'm thrilled to have Dobbins. Oh, and Dobbins just went into sniper active trick. I was going <laughs> to get him four picks. Um, but yeah, so uh, 23 first and fourth for J.K. Dobbins. Thoughts? Yeah, I'll take I'll take Dobbins for for especially this first because as we said it's mine and it's going to be late. So uh, I I would, but yeah, I think Dobbins is worth a first plus a little bit. I think at this point, uh, I guess there's some still trepidation hey, about hey, a first and a fourth is first and a little bit. <laughs> Just saying, like two yeah, seconds I, first, right? <laughs> So, I mean, I guess there's still a little worry about about the start of the year. And I, I think even if he plays week one, he's going to start slow. But, uh, I mean, he did – you could say he hasn't done it, but he did sort of do it at the end of his rookie year. He he was coming on big time, uh, more so than I would say even, like, a guy like Akers did, who people who are, you know, have propped up um, despite his injury. So, I, I would pay a, 2020, a late 2023 first for J.K. Dobbins. And – I, I get it doesn't totally make sense for your team, but I, I think it's good value. Well, now I'm scoring points if I can't get my first back. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much what I thought. Uh, what do you think, Corey? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, 
you know, it depends on, I'm in some leagues where, you know, the, the first are just untouchable. You're not getting them. And, and even if you send them for, you know, you feel like you can get Justin Jefferson or someone for them, but, um, um, and then others where no one wants them and you can't move them at all. So, it, you know, you guys giving that insight kind of helps. Um, and yeah, like Rocky said, um, don't have to pull it up in front of you, but I believe he was like six yards per carry, something like that. As, as yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Towards the end of his stretch. And, and yeah, I'm, I have him above uh, acres and, and, and kind of more of a believer in just that, that run game. And, you know, when he's on the field, when he's back, he's going to be healthy and, and it's going to be, you know, rainbows and sprinkles and sunshines for everyone who has them. So yeah, I like <laughs> Rainbow sunshines and sprinkles. All right. And then randomly, I get an offer for that 23 first I just sent away for David Bell. And I know everyone is like, snap, take it, take. I, I had to think about it. I'm like, I really like David Bell. I don't want to get rid of him. But of course, I, I took it because the value's there. But it's just like, ah. I like I, we, I've we already both... had to use Bell to make sure Rocky accepted a couple of my trade <laughs> yes. offers. So I don't have as many shares as I used to. But like, yeah, I can't not take a 23 first for Bell. Yeah, we both love David Bell, and as we'll see in a later trade, I, I did pick him up uh, elsewhere. But uh there is no universe where I'm not accepting a 2023 first instantly for David Bell as much as I love him. It's just like you said, the value right now is there, and it's very, very possible that. He does not do much this year with with Jacoby Brissett for eleven games. So uh, I, I hope we see a decent uh, you know year out of him, even with that. Uh, and, and maybe at the end of the season, he can come on even a little more with Watson back at quarterback. But yeah, there's no. I don't think there's any way he ends the year worth a twenty three first, let alone being worth one right now. I would be thrilled with a Jerry Judy esque first year. Yeah, from. David from Bell, like and I like hate Jerry Judy, but I would still be okay with that because it was <laughs> like six hundred yards, couple of touchdowns, like just that's fine. Like I want to just see that he's not bad, and I'll feel great about it. Um, twenty three first or Bell, Corey, you have to like just speak. Yeah, I mean, Stop waiting. you guys, you guys didn't. Uh, you know, there's nothing you haven't said to, to cover this one. It's definitely the first. Um, you know, that being said, going up a couple trades with Amari Cooper, like he's definitely. In a, in a bad situation, declining, but I think he's going into this year as the Browns wide receiver one, too. It's not like Bell is starting, you know, at the top, too. So it's, there's going to be quite a mountain to climb for Bell to, you know, even be close to being worth that. Um, and I feel like this was just accepted, listening to you guys so much that so Rocky couldn't get him. And there was just no <laughs> way. But, but, yeah, definitely the first. All right. Well, in TA3, I had feelings. A 20, 2024 first for Tony Pollard. Before I get to my feelings, Corey, you talk first so we don't take all of the smart things out of your mouth. Because... I just like uh, hearing it. But, um, uh, I mean, a little insight would be helpful, but I feel like, again, it's a first over – I really like Tony Pollard. You know, Philly guy, so I kind of see a lot of him, um, you know, at least twice a year. Uh, on national TV and, and coverage over here. Um, and, you know, there's there's the Pollard believers that feel like, hey, this is the year he's going to take over Zeke's workload. But, you know, I think 
Philly fans probably as much as Dallas fans know, like when Ezekiel when Ezekiel Elliott is healthy, he's the guy, and, and they're they're going to him at least for the you know at least for the majority of the, the touches. Um, so, but I feel I don't know. I feel like if I needed an or a running back, um, if I was in this situation, would I pay a twenty four first for him? Probably not. But um, so long way of saying I think twenty more first over it. But but um, I guess there's a case to be made for that. You know, if you're in that situation, I'm not here in that case. It's a 20, it's a first. I'm not paying a first for Tony Pollard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, it's two years. Even the two years out, it's I'm not. Yeah, but I say in no universe can I imagine taking uh, Tony Pollard over a first. Maybe it was a 26 first. Maybe I'd be okay with it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, fair but, enough. Yes, yeah. at that point I would pay a first for Tony Pollard as well. But yeah, anyone in the now you could probably get a better running back than Tony Pollard for a 2024 first. And and there's it's never going to be the year where he overtakes Zeke. Zeke's, Zeke's going to be probably yeah. running till he's thirty there or something. And and Tony Pollard, will, I I don't know where he'll be. He'll probably be somewhere else. But uh, he, he's a nice little player. I'll, I'll pay a second for him. I, I twenty three, twenty four. I don't care. I'm not paying a first. Yeah. No. Well said. <sighs> All right. But you know you know what time it is. Trade of the week. Trade of the week. We're gonna talk about a trade addicts trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. Alright, it's time for the sleeper trade of the week from Trade Addict 6. And I did this because I knew we'd be talking about Damian Pierce more than once, and I know we'd be talking about David Bell more than once, but here they are in the same trade. So this has to be the trade of the week. So Damian Pierce for David Bell and a 23 second. Okay, we know this was Rocky since he already told us it was. So, so Corey, you were ta- telling us before we actually, well, we were recording. It's just it was before the show actually started that you were trying to sell Damian Pierce in one of your leagues. That you were trying to get a first out of people. Would this be enough for you to sell Damian Pierce, David Bell, in a yeah. second? Oh, you said yes well before I even finished. The um, okay, cool. All right. No, no. I was at home um, thinking about it. Um, I'm actually pulling one up. I was able to move him in another league earlier today. I didn't hear the music either, by the way. I feel like I was dancing for no reason. But I traded uh, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, and a 23 fourth for a 23 first, third, and Nico Collins. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you got your guy, right? Is that you wanted your guy, um, got the second on top. You know, Damian Pierce has a lot of outcomes this year that could happen. Um, one of which being he's the guy everyone kind of, you know, projected him to be, which wasn't very great. Um, and, you know, just cashing out early on it. So, um, so I think, again, you punch it in a calculator, it's probably going to come out on the Damian Pierce side, but... Um, you know, kind of projecting out into the future, and it's more of a twenty-three play with the twenty-three second. So I feel like that that makes a lot of sense for someone that's a you know definitely a David Bell fan myself. So, um, so again, pro- you know, I'm sure if you waited around and poked around a little more, 
they're they're probably a little more meat on the bone, but at the same time, you know, again, you got your guy and, and got the little plus on top, so um, I think that makes a lot of sense. That, that sounds like someone who would not move Damian Pierce for Damian David Bell in seconds. <laughs> See, here's my thing. Would it be awesome to get a first for Damian Pierce? Like, Pierce for a first. Would that be awesome? Yes. Would I take it? Yes. Do I think it'll happen? Probably not. Like, I don't really think... Like, if we were a year back and we were saying Damian Pierce for a 21 first or 22 first, you'd get that done. Like, I think someone would be willing to pay the value of those firsts for a player like Damian Pierce right now. But with what the 23 firsts are, I just, I, it's really seems tough for me to pull that off unless you're, okay, in the leads we play in. I, I, I feel like it's every time I talk to Zach Reed, he's like, no, we play in these leagues. Not everyone plays in these leagues. So mm-hmm. I, like, I'm trying to not talk in like those definites because there are many, many leagues filled with people who do not sit on Twitter all day, listen to podcasts all day, that don't really know what the 23 picks really are worth. If you're in those leagues, go sell Damian Pierce for a 23 first. Um, but like, I, I, I don't really see that happening in our leagues. So give me a 23 second. If you could tell me it looks early, that's great. But give me a player I love on top of it. And yeah, I'll do it. So yeah, I, feel I, like- I like this as well. But also... Would I feel sad giving up David Bell in the 23 second to go get a guy I think worth a first? I wouldn't feel bad about that either. Like, to me, this is a very good trade on both sides. But, you know, give me Bell in a second because I love David Bell. Yeah, and just uh, – it was my trade. And I've never been – I didn't mention this, right, but I've never been a big believer in Pierce in the pre-draft process and post-draft process. It was really so, just landing spot for him. Yeah, it's basically landing spot. And we're talking a, a day two guy – Easily replaced next year. I, I just, I want it out uh, while we have this value spike. Is it possible he maybe gets even more value during the season? I guess so. But he's also on a bad team that's going to be losing a lot. I, I don't know that he's going to be definitely the third down guy catching a lot of passes. So, yeah, and, and we've talked about David Bell ad nauseum on this podcast. So uh, we both love David Bell. And, and my team also sucks there, by the way. Uh, I took over an orphan this year. It, it's pretty bad. I, I have I got a few good players, but it's no in no way going to compete this year. So this made a lot of sense from that angle as well. If I can get a running back with a value spike and get a uh, a rookie wide receiver, I believe in, and, and a twenty three pick, uh, that that was an easy call for me. And I actually I did sort of spam out to the league on this. I think I didn't send one to you, Russ, because I think you're. Is your? I don't think you're competing. Are you competing in TA? No freaking idea. I hate that. What a weird look. I think. Yes, I wasn't sure, but uh, I I even put it out there for twenty four firsts, and uh, they were all at the same time. Maybe they would have been accepted if if this didn't get accepted uh, when it did. But nobody did. Nobody snapped accepted a twenty four first either. So it's tough to get. At least like you said, in the leagues we play, and it's tough to get a first for them. Yep. Yeah. Right. And that's your trade of the week brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Download their app, join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy it is to manage all of your leagues in one place. Download the app today to get started. And our next trade, which I have to scroll down for. There you go. This one hurt my soul a little bit. Um, David in our league goes into the chat, puts it on the message board. I am trading Stefan Diggs and Baker Mayfield by the end of the day tomorrow. Separate trades. 
I will just take the best offer I get. I don't care how bad it is. I'm taking the best offer. And I look at my team and I'm just like, I have nothing I can send, no matter how much I want Stefan Diggs on my team. Like, I want Stefan Diggs. I don't care what my team looks like. It makes me happy to see Stefan Diggs on my team. Yeah, I didn't want him because my team is not good. I had (laughs) nothing worthwhile offering, especially to a a rebuilding teams. And I really need to point out that I typed the name Trey Long instead of Trey Long. I was going to mention that. That cracked me up when I just saw it. Like, I can't type words that that end in vowel N without ending a G at the end of it. Like, I can't type the name, as Justin comments in the chat, like, I can't type the name Justin because it always ends as Justin. (laughs) <laughs> like I type I N my brain just hits the G button, but the trade itself is Mac Jones and Trey Lon Burks for Stefan Diggs. I thought this was actually a pretty good trade. Like I was happy for David that he got good offers coming in. Cause sometimes when you do that proclamation, it doesn't work out in your favor. And I think it worked out pretty well. Like I think no. Okay, man, it's tough. Cause I love Steph Diggs. He's getting a little older, so that's pushing his dynasty value down. So honestly, this is probably value pretty good. But I want Diggs here if I'm trying to score. But clearly, if I'm rebuilding, I think Mac Jones and Traylon Burks is a great move. Corey, talk. Yeah, yeah, I think that's – you kind of talked through it. Um yeah, Diggs has kind of went downhill a little bit the past couple of years, but um, ever since his peak season after he got traded with the Bills, but you know what you're getting with him. You know, it's going to be wide receiver one production. Um, Trey Long Burks has <laughs> quite a few quite a few outs this year. Um, you know, kind of kind of don't know what you're going to get with him this year. It could be uh, awesomeness, or it could be you know a total disgrace, but. Uh, um, I think he's going to be a better, I mean, I think some of the Twitter, uh, Twitter, you know, rumors out there kind of hit his values. And I think it's you know, still the same guy that was at Arkansas, just got, you know, just wasn't in shape, but, um, I, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on roster build a little bit, but, um, I would say, give me the dig side at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I think this is the dig side. Even with, I think David, I mean, he said he was taking the best offer anyway, so it didn't matter. But it, with his team, this made sense, I think. He was part of a, a, a dispersal when I came into TA6 earlier this year. And yep. uh, I don't think any of us really came out of that with a great team. So um, there was not enough uh, assets to go around on that dispersal. But uh, I just think I need more. I mean, I guess... It's kind of like what uh, Corey said earlier. I mean, maybe if you put this in a calculator because Mac Jones is a quarterback and super flex, it might work out that it's even or, or even on that side in the calculator. But, you know, Burks is so low. And I just, in general, I want nothing to do with Mac Jones. So <laughs> I just, I don't, I mean, maybe I've said before his ceiling could be Kirk Cousins. And we all know I love Kirk Cousins. So if, if he gets there, maybe. But I got to see him get there first. I mean, he was very good for a rookie last year, and he certainly could be on that path. I mean, a lot of guys make a jump from year one to year two or even year two to year three. So uh, he, he could definitely be a guy who ends up in that low-end QB1 range. But 
he did not do that last year. He 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 was like in points per game. He was like QB twenty or something like that. So it was the best of 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 those guys. But that's because all the rookies sucked last year. So uh, and he happened to, to you know to win uh, even though he wasn't producing from a fantasy perspective. So I think that pumped him up a little more in people's minds. But so I, I, yeah, I would even if I'm trying to get younger pieces, I'd want different younger pieces. So I have to take the big <laughs> side here. All right, so the next one, he's like I said before, he put Stefan Diggs and Baker Mayfield out there for the world. He ended up getting a second for Baker Mayfield, which, I mean, I remember when he first got moved, two seconds felt right, but now it's a second. Like, that's just kind of, you know, I guess maybe some of the shine wore off of Baker being Baker or whatever being whatever. And give me a second for Baker at this point. I'm feeling okay about it. I know Rocky likes him a little bit more long-term than at least I'm sounding. I want it to be a thing. I really, really do. But I, man, I guess I've become super negative lately when it, like, I'm just <laughs> letting the pessimism roll strong where I don't really know. So to me, that's, that's even, that's fair. He wanted to get, he wanted to get something for Baker. He got something for Baker. And I don't know that I think he's going to be great long-term or anything, just that I think he will be long-term, <laughs> that he will yeah. exist as a starting quarterback long-term uh, beyond this year, which I think a lot of people think in doubt. But I, I'd probably want more than just a single second. I I think I'd need two. I, you, you can't get a first for Baker, but I, I need something on top of that second if I'm moving a starting quarterback. And, and a young starting quarterback who's, who's, you know, like I said, got a chance to be starting beyond this year. Like, like a guy like Daniel Jones, who almost everyone believes, including me, is not going to start after this year anywhere. Uh, that's a guy I can see going for a second, and I'm going to be okay with it. Baker, I think, again, no way you're getting a first, whether it's the 23 class, 22 class, whatever. But uh, I think I need more than a something on top of that second. Corey? Um, yeah. So this was the, the guy who just traded us uh, Diggs for Jones. Yes. Best offer. And this was the best offer. Okay. All right. I like that move, but um, I kind of feel like when Baker, before Baker got signed, you could get a second for him, even, even then, you know, in the, the, in the off season here. So, um, and I mean, I'm not going to be super surprised if Baker has, you know, one of the better seasons he's, you know, he's kind of ever had um, with DJ Moore and, you know, yeah, he's got two of the best weapons he's ever had. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be more, you know, I get it. He doesn't want to wave. He's in an orphan. He wants to get some deals done. Um, you know, just get the, get things shaken. Um, you know, it's easy to, to look at this and say, he should have waited a little bit. Maybe got a little more from someone, you know, after they lost their, their quarterback or something. But, um, I do have quite a few Baker shares and I don't think I could let him go for just the 23 second. Um, you know, maybe 23 seconds and, and, uh, uh, David Bell would do it, but, uh, something like that. But yeah, I think, uh, I think I'd rather just hold them, um, especially in a super flex league, uh, for just a second. And I, I will say, I do appreciate the move that David did there with, with, you know, doing the whole best offer thing, because, uh, and I think he even mentioned this when he did it. TA six had not been the most active trade addicts league for a lot of the non-point scoring season. And I think we now have like five TA6 trades on this week's sheet. So he kind of, I think, spurred a little activity there by doing this too. Because I think most of these, if not all of the, the other ones, came after uh, he did that. So, 
That's important sure. to know because some, sometimes these leagues, you know, that's that's all it takes is I do that yeah. with quite a few of my leagues and just go and, re, you know, it's sleeper. You can kind of name, a, a, give a nickname to a player and just write, I'll write 23 thirds, 23 seconds, 23 yeah. seconds, <laughs> a bunch of them, and I'll get five deals done instead of having to cut them. Um, so respect, respect that move, though. Okay, so I brought I put this on here purely just because. Oh wait, no, I skipped a couple of trades. Never mind. We're gonna. No, we're skipping because I want to talk about TA nine for a second because Desmond Ritter went for a twenty three second and twenty four second, and we just talked about Baker going for a second. And. Okay. I don't really have anything to follow that up with. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Anyone yeah, paying two seconds for Ritter at this point? No. Yeah, I, I don't know what I mean. What because Ritter had like one good preseason game or something? He's now worth two seconds instead of the second you drafted him at. I yeah, I this made no sense to me when I saw it, and I, I remember I think uh, this is Ryan and he he drafted a couple of different uh, of the rookie quarterbacks in the second. And, uh, you know, I talked to Ryan here and he DM me. He's like, this is why I drafted Desmond Ritter in the second. It doesn't matter. But, and I say this all the time on this podcast. I got to get better at drafting people I don't like because there's, there was a clear path. I, I don't like Ritter a little bit. Uh, I, I compared him to Zach Wilson, who I hate. So I, I, there, but there was a clear path to a value bump and he hasn't even gotten on the field yet. Uh, and he's, he's apparently getting enough of a value bump for some people to get a profit off of what you paid to get them. So uh, again, go, go occasionally you got to go get people you don't like. If, if you can see that path to the value rise. And, and like I said, it was clear with Ritter because I don't think does anyone not expect him to get starts this year. And once he gets starts, uh, there's yeah. a decent chance he's, he was getting a value bump anyway. He just managed to get it in the preseason that uh, Ryan did here. Yes, savvy move. Definitely should sell him for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't have any either, Rocky. I think the same thing about a lot of running backs, though. And, like, I, I kind of agree with a lot of you say about Cam Akers of, like, mm-hmm. you know, when he falls. And I'm trying to think of his ADP this year this year was kind of like round five-ish, six-ish and like super flex. And I don't have any shares, but like a couple times, this is more so last year, but, um, but last year was going second round and, uh, or just players in general like that, where, you know, community likes them, you might not, but, you know, looking for an out down the road. Got to get more on that. (laughs) Reasons like this. Well, well done. Yep. All right, let's jump back to TA6, where someone traded Matt Ryan and a 23-second for Daniel Jones. You feel good paying a 23-second for Daniel Jones? Who, me? Anyone? I'd rather have Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, you know, again, and a Philly guy, so I see a lot of NFC East, uh, NFC East games, and uh, yeah, Jones has the legs. You know, he can, he can get you some points in PPR and, you know, rushing. But... uh just between the two, give me the side with the plus, you know, on top of it. So Matt Ryan and the 23 second um, all day, every day. Yeah, th- this was me too, actually. And I, I have Daniel Jones, and this came in as a cold offer. 
and I couldn't hit except fast enough. And again, this is TA6, the league we were talking about, where my team is not very good. So I don't have a lot of use for Matt Ryan, but I saw that second, and I was like, okay, and maybe I can sell Matt Ryan for something else. But like I just said earlier, I would I would be okay with the second for Daniel Jones. And, I mean, this is probably a late second from the looks of the team that sent it to me. I think it was his own second. Uh, so, so Matt Ryan on top helps. The, the 23 second, late 23 second projected for Daniel Jones is probably not great, but Matt Ryan on top, sure. And, and maybe I can flip Matt Ryan for something else down the road. I don't even need to get a quarterback back. So, if you're listening to TA6, make me offers for Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that will this be, um, whoever the other manager is? Will that will Daniel Jones be his QB2 now? Is that? Uh, got a good luck to rock that. Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, so but now we are jumping back to TA9 and another Chris Godwin trade, a 23 first, 24 second, and 24 third for Chris Godwin. Corey, thoughts? Uh, sorry, here I'm out of. Uh, I think I'm out of order. Uh, oh no, I jumped one. Um, I, I, I usually try and put every trade on the list, but if, you know, we have enough trades, I'll skip over a couple. Um, All right, okay. So 23 first, 24 second, 24 third for Chris Godwin. Hmm. Ooh. Um, hmm. Do, do you guys have any insight on the first? If it, No cheating. Is it looking good? <laughs> This was um, okay, fine. This was Ryan's first where he decided if I can sell my first, I'm gonna compete. If I can't, I'll just hold back a bit. And he was able to sell his first. Yeah. So he is now competing. So that is going to be a later first because Yeah, it, it's at least he, mid at worst yeah. mid probably. Yeah. Like, oh, his team doesn't look good. What are you talking about? Oh, his taxi squad is Jamar Chase. Chase Kyle Pitts. Yeah, he had them on taxi to avoid getting their uh, potential points, I guess, even though Russ doesn't use potential points. points. Yeah, I guess (laughs) to to, to avoid helping him win to get it because it goes by record. So they don't want to be tempted. Yeah. (laughs) In in Uh, this way, I guess he's starting his best active lineup if they're on his taxi squad. (laughs) The the bylaws about tanking are very, very vague on very, very purpose for the trade addicts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. That's how uh, leagues I commission are too. It's like you want a tank, go ahead. Just try to put people that that are actually in the league <laughs> in your lineup. And, yes, and, and, uh, have, have a team of starters. You know, make an effort. Um, make an effort to tank. But um, you know, I was in this kind of same position of do I spend a first for Godwin? But it was earlier in the off season um, when you know there wasn't really great news coming out about Godwin, and I ended up not doing it, but. Um, but you know, it's basically the first and second for Godwin, the 24 second and 24 third. You kind of have a lot of time to get them back. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's a you know good case to be made to get Godwin for 23 first, basically. So I like the Godwin side. Um, you know, maybe he could have chopped around a little bit more with that first, but, um, yeah, I think Godwin, he didn't go on the pup, right? So, um, He'll probably be starting sooner than later. And we know when he's on the field, he's getting points and he's getting targets. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I'd say I would go to the Godwin side. Yeah, it, 
it's funny. We're having a lot of guys that are coming up multiple times. So we got Damian yeah, Pierce, right? we got David Bell, we yeah. got Chris Godwin. Uh, I do, I do kind of think Godwin, and I'm. It's also helping that I'm sort of at the point where I'm willing to say late first, mid first, early first on on teams. Um, whereas in like March, I wasn't doing that. But and things can certainly still change, injuries, yeah, trades, all that stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But. So and the fact that this looks mid to late, I I think Godwin is a guy that's worth a mid to late, even in the vaunted class of twenty three. Uh, again, I feel like I'm a little higher on him than the community is. I think Russ is too, and I I'm think there. Ryan, who made this trade, uh, is also. So um, even though he then, as we'll talk about, proceeded to trade him away, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but but yeah, so I think he's a twenty three first guy, and uh, adding the you know twenty four third is nothing to me, and. Yeah, adding the 24 second to get the deal done, I'm fine with that. I kind of think just the way, in like you said, in the leagues we play in, that the way the 23 firsts are being judged, maybe that should be enough to get Godwin the way his mark market value is right now. But if I need a 24 second to do it, I'm fine doing that. And as as Corey said, you can get a 24 second back in the next two years. Yeah, everything Rocky just said. All right, our oh wait, hold on, I have to make my my last pick in. Did you get Elijah Mitchell? <laughs> oh, yeah, a while ago. Um, that was like an hour. Oh, yeah, another pick. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe someone ruined my joke and drafted Sammy Watkins in the last round of this? <laughs> I was going to take Sammy Watkins and just be like, week one, Sammy Watkins, baby, let's go. And someone else That's actually. That's your thing. That's my thing. <laughs> Ugh. I mean, so I'm going to take Damian Williams and hope that he actually is the starting running back of the uh, Falcons. Who knows? Yeah, is that what we were believing going into it? No, what? no, Al- Al- Algiers. Uh, oh no, Algiers good, there. but like Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. We're, we're sitting there talking about so much. Damian Williams. He's to. I loved Lamar Miller when he was on the Dolphins, but for some reason they just kept playing Damian Williams, and ever since then he's just been a spoiler to me. Like. <laughs> Everywhere Damian Williams goes, he's just a little too good to. My God, I forgot Damian Williams yeah. was on the Dolphins until you just said that. <laughs> I mean, and he and did Penny it on the Drake Chiefs. Too, right? Yeah, like, everywhere he goes, he just sort of does that. So while maybe in a couple of weeks into the season, maybe Algier just carves out a bigger role. But at least all I care about right now is Week One. Hopefully. <laughs> The Cordero slander going on here is just oh, like he went rounds ago. So <laughs> it's not even yeah. worth talking about. Um, but we're not going to talk about that. The last trade we have on the list is the trade Rocky uh, alluded to before, where Chris Godwin, a twenty-three second and twenty-four first, got traded for Christian McCaffrey. This, this was me. me. This one made me sweat. I'm not going to lie. I, it's a running back. I can't like, just give me Godwin and all those picks like, <laughs> is really what it comes down to, especially. Okay. So I'm going to spoil alert a little bit. Uh, the last question we have listener question we have is from Zachary. That's Assassin Assassin 13 saying like, if you could, I won't spoil the full question, but like, if you could know one person's stats for this season, who would it be? And my easy answer is Christian McCaffrey, because if you know, like, I don't even need to know his stats. You tell me he stays healthy this whole season to the moon, like, because that's what yeah, he can yeah. do. But I, I, I can't 
I don't know that. <laughs> so like, yeah. I'm terrified of him. So Chris Godwin, a second and a first, even if it's two years out. Yeah, give me that instead of Christian McCaffrey. What do you think, Kurt? Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> he seems yeah. less uh, enthused about uh, Chris Godwin's you know, also coming off an injury, right, an ACL, but that's like stubbing your toe nowadays. Yeah, right. Um, you know, like you're going to be back on the field uh, with with the way, you know, these guys recover. Um you know, uh, that being said, it seems like CMC is healthy. He's ready to go. You know, it's an all-in move, you know, going for it. Um, it's 24 first, not a 23 first. So that, that's a big, I think, important detail. Um, you know, if it was a 23 first, I don't, I don't know if it'd be even getting done. But, um, you know, I, I, again, it's kind of like what Rocky said, just there's a lot of unknowns with the other way. Uh, we're going, going with McCaffrey, so I think like going with Godwin and the picks is a little safer, and that's kind of just more so the way I I tend to do trades anyway. But um, but if you're getting CMC, like that's kind of what you got to pay too. So. Yeah, this was kind of tough for me because I am a, a pretty decent contender in TA nine, and I think this is my only McCaffrey share uh, because I've been a little hesitant on on that he's definitely going to return to Christian McCaffrey but I kind of wanted to have one in case he is you know 30 points a game guy again that 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 I had him somewhere and now I just moved him Uh, but it was it was too much it was too good to to not do it for me it's 22 because uh Ryan that day had put out multiple trades earlier in the day and then the guy when one got accepted he sent me the exact trade that the picks that he gave for Godwin he had sent me for Christian McCaffrey and I was so upset that I didn't accept. <laughs> so it was 23 first, 24 first, 23 second, 24 second, 24 third. And I, again, I'm the value was just too good there. And I want to, I don't know why I didn't snap except I waited like 40 minutes before I did it. And apparently that was too long. It was like 10 minutes too long because the other guy snapped <laughs> up his Godwin trade. So then when he sent this, I was like, that, that still works for me. And it's probably even better in a sense because I am contending. I get Godwin points, and I still get a 24 first and a 23 second out of it. So, and it's, uh, I still think there's less risk in Godwin than there isn't in Christian McCaffrey, even though both are coming off injury. And Godwin, we can expect to play another five years. That's not going to be the case with Christian McCaffrey. So, I think Russ is rubbing off on me. I, I'm starting to hate running backs or something. Yes. <laughs> Would you guys say too, like say, you know, Godwin's back by week one, week two, and he, he's doing Godwin things and, and, you know, the top asset that he was last year, if you, your season went astray that you could sell him for a 23 first or is that yeah. past his age limit? Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, yeah so. definitely. Especially once, if you have the smart slash very good teams in your league that hold on to their first, even though they're doing well, once it comes down to that playoff, like people making their decisions, like, oh, crap, this guy just bought like three players because he's making his push, right? Maybe I have my first. Let me do something with it. You'll be able to get Godwin. Or an injury happens to, you know, someone has Chris McCaffrey and Chris Godwin, you know, someone has Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. They'll go send a first for Chris Godwin, you know, like, Oh, and, and TA nine Rocky is the perfect example of that. I, uh, 
I, I was making panic moves all over the place in the semis because I was banged up and and I went thirteen and one and I did not want to lose in 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 my first game after the you know because I had the bye and of course I did but uh, I actually moved Christian McCaffrey in part to to it was one of the panic moves I made uh, because I I wanted to try and win and then I ended up getting him back and I moved him again but I I was I was doing crazy things all over the I acquired Ronald Jones for Christ's sake that's how desperate I was so um, so yeah I, I'm the perfect example of the guy who, who who you might be able to take advantage of come playoff time at least TA nine Rocky was. There you go. Seeing red. <laughs> okay, it is time to move on to listener questions. Our first one at FF Tommy B. Now that the points matter, what is your portfolio running back at running back to wide receiver rostership? I guess I'm gonna s- take a step back. Does yours change once we hit the season? Either of you, uh, Corey, do you have yeah, like yeah. in the offseason I like to have like more running backs to wide receivers and switch it when the season's or the other way around, whatever. Like, I, I think that's what he's saying. That's more likely to be the other way around during the non-point scoring season because people worry about what's going to happen to running backs more than they do wide receivers in terms of injury, in terms of replacement, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, but still, like, I'm I'm still forever being a zero RB mindset where I'll still have yeah. eight running backs on my teams just because, and they won't. Well. Seven of them won't be good for sure, you know, but, you know, they will be backups. they will be pass catchers that, you know, something happens in front of them. They get a couple of carries also, but I don't know. Like to me, that's just what my teams look like. I don't think it matters point scoring or non-point scoring season. Like, I don't think it changes. Yeah. I tend to just not have running backs. So um, I'm usually scrambling to fill, you know, a roster spot with a running back, you know, when it, when it comes time this time, um, you know, in general, most of my leagues, I have more wide receivers than running backs anyway. So, you know, I think it's kind of like what you guys said. But, um, yeah, there's always one or two guys in the in the, in the the league that kind of seem to hoard all the running backs anyway. So, um, you know, those are kind of the ones you fly, uh, you know, go to. Um, I just got Antonio Gibson for a 23-second the other day. But, um you know, kind of trying to, to buy on that you know, little little dip there. But so those are kind of more of the running backs I do have. If anything, yeah. I, just, I don't have many McCaffrey. I don't have any JT, I don't think. Um, you know, the high, even Javante and, and Swifts, so I think I might have one of each. So, um, yeah, tend to, tend to, you know, lean more towards the wide receivers and tight ends in general. It's funny. I'm I'm still more of a, a running back guy, I think, than either of you two are. But whether it's recency bias over how a lot of last year went, or like I said, Russ uh, rubbing off on me, uh, I it's funny. I I think I've kind of kind of gone the opposite like of what he's suggesting here. I haven't been a quite like I've been trying to thin out more a little at running back just in general over the non-point scoring season, and I think it's gotten even more as we've gotten closer to this, especially in TA leagues where you only have to start one. Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. does matter. Yeah. Yes. And it, like, like for instance, in TA nine, I, in the last month I've moved Eckler and McCaffrey for Diggs and Godwin plus. So, uh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you would. And I love Eckler. Uh, um, but so I've kind of gone the other way than I, like I said, what I think he's suggesting is I've been, I guess, trying to take advantage of people, other people, 
wanting running backs more and me kind of moving off of some. And I think my running back roster ship is actually getting a little lower as we get closer to the season. I, I, I have no idea what it is like yeah. in terms of like a percentage or something, but, but yeah, I think I've actually started to kind of lower it a little bit um, as other people are more eager for those running back points, especially like I said, in the TA leagues and some other leagues, I mean, where you only have to start one. It's just been so easy to do zero RB or the modified zero RB lately, because there's only a couple after, you know, in a startup where you're like, well, I'm not taking David Montgomery in yeah. you know, the second, third round or, you know, that kind of tier of, of player that Josh Jacobs and, you know, down Elijah Mitchell's and, and everywhere in between. But. And, and I can never go full zero RB. And I still have my teams where I have multiple guys. I, I think I have a, a team with like Javante and Swift and I have a Javante and Breeze team. But I try and make them younger guys. And, and I, I kind of prefer if I'm going to definitely be thin there. That's kind of the plan. It's, it's, I, I am definitely an anchor RB guy. I still want one of those guys. Yeah. And then, and then I'm okay. Maybe I, I've definitely sort of subscribed. I've heard lots of people talk about this. Uh, Scott Connor talks about it a lot. The uh, drafting or, or picking up all those, those backup and third string running backs. I've definitely sort of subscribed to that theory and trying to add a lot of them to my rosters yeah. as well. Um, especially in those places where I only have like one stud guy. So, yeah. Okay. Spot start, guys. Injury away. Yep. Yep. Noob engineer. This is kind of a loaded question, and I apologize if this has been gone over on your pod already, but where is your line for 23 firsts? I have a team with depth that I'm trying to file down a little while in redraft season. What ranking would a 23 first be? For example, Jerry Judy or a first? Judy is 50 on DLF rankings. What what about the players around him? Thanks. All right. So he's pretty much asking... Who are you going to trade, you know, a first for? Or is it the around? We can skip Rocky on that Jerry Judy one. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. You got asked uh, earlier. Uh, it's funny you brought up Scott. I'm in his Dynasty and Chill Patreon also. And that that's, uh, you know, easy to subscribe to that injury away guy. But um, did we say Godwin earlier? Or is it too soon for I, yeah, I, I had said Godwin, yeah, but I also preface that with mid to late, yes. Like, I, I early, like, we're, I assume we're assuming random 23 first. Yeah, so. that's kind of how I think we have to do that Which for right now. Which means basically you got to, th- I guess, think mid if you're saying well, random. I just pulled up August ADP for Superflex, and I scroll down, and Jerry Judy is, wow, wide receiver 32, 92nd overall. So we're going to start with him and go up. Because honestly, I mean, I love Judy. I want Judy to be a thing. I would probably give a 24 first for Judy, but I'm not giving a 23 first for Judy right now. You know my answer. Um, So (laughs) we're going to start pushing our way up, but like a lot. Um, Elijah Moore or 23 first? That is closer to me, but... uh... Yeah, I would still go 23 first. He's tied to first second, as so. well. Oh, sorry, I thought you were done talking. First as well, just because I've kind of, I think a lot of the same about um, Zach Wilson, just too many unknowns. And Garrett Wilson's really good. He's really freaking good. It's been yeah. not talked about a lot, but um, 
And they're actually back to back in ADP. Today. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> and wide receiver 28, Elijah Moore, wide receiver 27, Garrett Wilson. Okay, here's a couple of interesting ones. Marquise Brown. <laughs> I really like him. Yep. <laughs> but is he worth the first? <laughs> if I think I'm competing, I would give a 23 first for Marquise Brown. I would too. But me and Russ are, are very high on, on, yeah. on Hollywood Brown. Like, I don't think most I, people would. I bought him for a first earlier this season, so I guess I, I guess I had to say <laughs> yeah, you, you, there you go. You did it. Um, okay, because these, this, to me, the next wide receiver 25 is Amon Ross St. Brown. And I would not give a 23 first. That's same. I was just going to say, I would not give up a 23 first for Amon Ross. No, uh, 24 I would, but not a 2023. Yeah. Juju? Trade no. I don't think I should have to. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Elijah Mitchell? Definitely not. Nope. Darren you know Waller? No. Nope. Rashad I'm... Bateman? No. Nope. No. I mean, I don't think anyone's doing it for Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton. Sutton's a tough one for me because I love Sutton. Ugh. If there's any of those players, then a second for a first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that that always makes it a lot easier to do. Yeah, I, I'm a Would sucker. You... I think I would give it for Sutton. I try and do a 24. First. Yes, obviously, yeah. Plus, I'll do 24 first plus. Don't make me give my 23. Uh, I would probably, uh, gun to my head, I would probably give the 23 first for Sutton because I think he's going to be a top 10 guy after next year. I think in production and ADP. All right, the next few picks, there's Matt Ryan and Kenneth Walker. Eh. AJ Dillon? Yeah, I, I really like these. Yeah, I don't think I would. James Conner, Antonio Gibson, Jameis Winston. Here's Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, and Mike Evans. By the way, this ADP is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Matt Ryan and Antonio Gibson over Cortland Sutton. Yeah, that's bonkers. Um, <laughs> one of those things is not like the other. I'm pulling up the trade finder, and I first one I saw was David Bell. It was first. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was the last one you said, McLaren? Uh Godwin, McLaurin, and Evans. The Godwin's Godwin. the only one I'm doing it for. And it would have to be mid to late, yeah. Yeah. I mean I I don't think anyone's doing it for Montgomery, Tannehill. I don't think anyone's giving a twenty three first for Zeke anymore, even though I think he'll score it this year. Leonard Fournette, I mean, I gave up a twenty three first for Dobbins. Again, this is so yeah, bizarre. Uh, like, Fournette and Zeke and Montgomery are over Godwin. Like, that, that is not so, so how about, I know there's a fellow uh, truther in here, but uh, Deontay Johnson. And say he's doing, you know, it's week three, week four. He's doing um, 90% of what he was doing last year. Uh, if, you are, if you're telling me that, then yes. <laughs> Pretty easy, right? I think I would now I'm a little more nervous just because I'm worried that he's not going to do 90% of last year uh, because of Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky. But if I know that in week four, then 
definitely. Like if I see a month of them, you know, as wide receiver 12, 13, something like that. Uh, and he's still getting peppered with targets. I'm just worried the volume's going to come down. That, that's what's concerning to me. I don't think he's, he's to me, he's target share wise. He's still easily going to be the lead guy there. It's just what percentage of what pie is he getting? It's compared, you know, Ben liked to throw like 650, no, not throwing. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Yes, exactly. So I, I got it. That's the only thing that Deontay's talent doesn't concern me. The, the, the talent of the quarterbacks and the volume of the offense is what concerns me. So if you're telling me I'm getting 90% though, then I would definitely do it. Okay. I'm going to jump a little bit up to ADP of 50. DJ Moore or Michael Pittman? Yeah, I don't th- it Pittman, I don't think that you're getting it done with just the 23 first. I think Pittman owners want more right now. He's I, I would buy him for a 23 first, but I think he's really shot up and you know, I think he's a good player, but he, he we got gotta see a little bit more, I think. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm with you. And I, I, I think a lot of people would disagree with this. I, I think and I would probably disagree with what I'm about to say. I think I would do it for DJ Moore, but not Michael Pittman. I do it for both of them. I would pay it to get them, either of them. Yeah. But yeah. I think you're gonna okay. have a hard time getting accepted. Well, I hope that was informational enough for you, noob engineer. Next, at Superflex Junkie, I know this may depend on each roster, but should Brees Hall be in our fantasy lineups even as a flex on week one? Well, there's three questions. This will be the first one. Um, I say yes. You drafted Brees Hall because you think he's going to be a workhorse there, even if they're talking about working Michael Carter in. Brees Hall's good. So if you have Brees Hall, I see no problem starting him week one. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I I don't know who they're playing week one because I haven't looked at all the matchups and all that stuff yet. But Ravens. regardless, uh, uh, yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know enough about how much they've upgraded their defense, but it was not great last year. So uh, regardless of who they're playing, though, I think he's a, he should be in your lineup and, and, and see what you got week one, unless you're just totally stacked and have like 15 players who are rated higher than Brees Hall, which is unlikely. So, uh, so yeah, I think he should be in your lineups. Yeah. I think that'd be the most ideal spot is if he was in your flex, actually. Yes. Yeah, not like your RB1 or RB2. Agreed. Yeah. You know, Corey, are you starting, Corey, are you starting Zeke against Tampa? Uh, yeah. Cause if I have Zeke, you know, my RB room's <laughs> probably not doing too good. And, uh, you know, I probably don't have a choice. So, um, yeah, again, we know, like, like Jerry said, like, seat goes, we go. So, you know, yep. he's getting just kind of like, you know, Derek Henry's pure volume, if anything. You know, he's getting passes and he's probably getting the goal line work too. Let's see how they divvy that out this year. But, uh, but yeah, I'm starting him. Yeah, and I think it's underrated the passing volume he could get. I mean, they don't have a lot of great pass catchers there. It's basically right. CD and uh, Dalton Schultz, and, and and that's it. And we've seen Zeke have like a, a seventy catch season. So I mean, he could be the the number three option there. Uh, you know, it's otherwise it's you know we'll be talking Jalen Tolbert and and Noah Brown and, you know, guys like that, Simi Fajoko. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, Gallup's still going to be out and James Washington's out. So they, they don't have a lot of their options. I, I mean, I guess Pollard could be in the mix there as well. But, 
But I think we'll see a lot of a lot of touches for Zeke, including in the passing game, which is going to help. So it's, let me just I'm going to read some stats and tell me if this sounds familiar. Eleven rushes for 33 yards, two receptions for six yards. Was that against the last time he played Tampa? Week one last year was when all of the Tony Pollard crap started because they barely used Zeke because they knew better because they knew running up the middle wasn't going to get them anywhere. So they were sweeping Pollard out to the side. And honestly, I would not hate on sitting Zeke week one. You'll feel like a jerk if he does well, but we have evidence of what what could happen honestly this might be a bad process i don't even pay that much attention to matchups in the very rarely do i but when it's that (laughs) running backs against i don't i I, I, again i'll be honest i don't know enough is is tampa's defense exactly the same as it was last year they're going to be that good against the run i don't know I, i i give it a month and then i start paying more attention to like who's good against the run who's good against the pass that kind of thing and and from from basically the whole month of September, I'm mostly just going with the guys I, I think are the best guys. And unless there's just some like good defense we expect to be good and has been playing good for a game or two already. Like, like I think everyone expects the Bills defense to be pretty good. So I might, I might avoid them or something like that, but, but there's very few teams like that. So I, I mostly just go with my guys and Zeke would, if Zeke's on my team, like Corey said, he's one of my, he's one of my guys I'm expecting to probably be a starter. So, uh, so yeah, I would just roll with it and yeah, you might get a down week or he might catch six passes for 50 yards or something. Who knows? That was the week one kickoff too last year, right? The Dallas yeah, that was the Thursday night game last year. Yeah, was Aaron Smith out that game too? Isn't wasn't there, I think there was a reason why they weren't, or at least the narrative around. Don't around make excuses. Don't make excuses for the Cowboys. <laughs> he, he's out that, that now though, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. I, th- I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Deja vu, but. <laughs> yep. All right. The last part of his question: Could Pickens be a sneaky start in Week One with Deontay Johnson likely out with a shoulder injury? I didn't First know all, that was a thing. I think, he's, yeah. I think he's all good to go. I mean, let's. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, I mean, I'd rather start. Yeah, I know he had it. He banged, you know, he banged up his shoulder, but I, I thought he was expected to be ready Week One. Yeah. So then, no. <laughs> Uh, Coach Mike Tomlin said Tuesday he's optimistic Johnson will be available week one against the Bengals. Um, but even let's – are you bought into the hype enough that you would feel safe starting Pickens over Claypool, let's just say? Like, let's say you have to start 10 players. You have 11 players on your team. Your last spot comes down to Claypool or Pickens. Which would you start? I would start picking over Claypool. I would, but I wouldn't start either. Weird, um, but yeah, like honestly, at this point, I would I would start picking over Claypool. I would rather start if he, assuming this is the same team, Zeke over Pickens. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know, I mean, but yeah, uh, Pickens has the upside. I mean, that's kind of all Claypool has too. I could see him playing like. Um, I think it was Scott Connor was saying like he could be a big slot player, Claypool. Like kind of move him into there, and that could be pretty productive. But um, and could it be a sneaky start? Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't want to bet my week one on it. 
Week week one's not when you get too ballsy, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not expecting much out of Pickens or Claypool this year. Like I said, I'm worried about Deontay. So if I'm worried about Deontay, I'm very worried about Pickens and Claypool because I think Deontay is the clear uh, best guy there. So. All right, the last question we have uh, at Tasted Assassin 13. If you had access to the precogs for a minority, minority report, and in parentheses even put very current and topical reference, <laughs> I know, right? And could have all knowledge of one player's 2022 season right now, who would it be? And who would it be if you could know one player's entire career? So this is what I brought up before. Like, to me, the easy answer is Christian McCaffrey. Like, tell me if the dude's going to play the whole season. Because that that's league changing, you know, knowing that information. Um, do either of you guys have a, a different answer? I, I I thought of, uh, you know, answers for both. But your answer actually made me think of another guy that I, my answers were actually received. Like, I for the, the this year, it was kind of the total question mark kind of thing for me. And, and two guys I thought of, uh, well, I'll just mention one of them. It was uh, Elijah Moore. He's a guy I love talent wise, but I have no idea what he's going to do. He had a he had a wide receiver one month last year, and but that was without Zach Wilson. So can he do it with Zach Wilson? But uh, when you were talking there, it made me wonder. Saquon Barkley is another yeah. real interesting one because people are all over the. Most, some of them are bad offense. O line isn't that great. He, he's He's washed up. You, you know the injuries have gotten to him, and other people are, including me, and I think you uh, are like he could be a top five guy again. So <laughs> um, he's gonna catch a bunch of passes. Uh, he's overcome the Giants' offense before. He's got Brian Dable. So, so that's a real interesting one to me. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to go into the career question yet or not. So I'll, I'll let Corey go on. Yeah, let Corey guy go first. Come on, don't skip over the man. He's sitting right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not about to dip my toe into the Barkley pool. <laughs> on this show, but um, uh, yeah, mine's more receiver too. There's about a million of them that come to mind, but I think if I can know all knowledge of his season right now, it'd be Drake London. Um, yeah, rookie. That's a good way to go. Rookie, yeah. I was between him and Alave, but I think Alave is going to be a little more consistent. But Drake London, and he's a very know, polarized. Uh, like people like yeah. love him or hate him. It seems like love him or hate him. Um, and actually, Zach Reed's the one I remember hearing back in, I don't know, pre-draft sometime of George Pickens. He said, someone asked, it was on one of your shows, uh, uh, Russ, where it was someone said, hey, which rookie has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor? And, and he said, Pickens. Um, but I kind of think that with Drake London, there's kind of a wide, you know, beret of outcomes for him. He could... You know, the the one catch I saw him have in the preseason looked like graded separation, and then he went out. So, um, and obviously a lot of quarterback, you know, question marks. Um, but all they got to do is put kind of put the ball in his hands, and um, could could go pretty well for him. So that's one. Uh, that's my guy. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, for a whole career, it sounded like you had a hands are already rocky. So why don't you go? I mean, this is a guy who would apply to the 2022 season as well. But uh, one of his biggest issues is, A, is he going to improve? And B, job security. So my, the one that popped to mind here was Jalen Hurts. If yeah. Jalen Hurts, we knew, was going to be a starter for the next 
eight to ten years, I, I think there's a whole different value, you know, going on with yep. Jalen Hurts. Um, so, so that would be a real interesting one to me, not just as an Eagles fan, but as as a fantasy player. I'm, I'm into Jalen Hurts. It is because I believe he's going to be uh, he's going to be starting beyond the season, and a lot of people think he's not because of the, the draft capital the Eagles have and all that. So, and I also think he's going to probably make a jump in terms of. of stats in terms of talent this year that we might see a better pass around than we have seen the first year plus that he's been been playing so so yeah i'd be really interested to see what his career ends up looking like. and we've also both made the case i think that that even if the eagles do move on that he's going to be starting somewhere else so i'd be curious going to be that involved in like. yeah. going somewhere yeah yeah so so yeah that that's the one that i think I'd, I'd be very interested in even though he's kind of highly priced now i still think uh, you know, if we knew he was starting for five more years and was going to be pretty good, like at least as good as he's been already, uh, he's in like, I think he's in like the top six ish conversation at that point. Yeah. I don't have a real answer for this. Like fantasy wise, like I, like that was a really good way to think about it. Like I didn't even think about it that way. Like uh, a player, we don't know what like their long-term status is. Like the only thing is like, I'm sitting here just like, <laughs> like T. Higgins, like right, like I want to know how good he's really going to be, like like, like that kind of stuff, like players I like already, like Calvin Ridley, like is he coming back next year and will he That's still be good? And it's really not even like that would be helpful for fantasy reasons, but like not even. That's not why I care. Like I just like Calvin Ridley. And I want to know, like I, I like I, yeah, that, that, those are really my answers. It really be for like my own like personal thing as opposed to an intelligent thing for fantasy, like Rocky, of course. <laughs> That's a good one, and and honestly, he was the one I had. It I had to stick the brand, Ridley <laughs> <laughs> Truther. But um, another one I'm pulling up Dynasty Planet here, and it's kind of piggybacking up both these a little bit. But uh, um, Rocky with the quarterback is Justin Fields, kind of can fall oh, into yeah. this year category. But like, why didn't they get him any help? I'm sorry, Vilas Jones, if you're listening to this. Oh, we but, know Vilas um, listens; he understands by now. <laughs> Who else? Nikhil Harriet. Yeah, it's you know, but I mean, he listens as he know, goes to bed at nine p.m. because he's old. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> gets poor, poor competition, but he looked really good in the preseason. Um, and you know, I don't know if we wanted uh, a trade for Cole Komet. Uh, you know, he, he had nine, quietly ninety-three targets last year. Um, could easily be more this year, but um, yeah, he, he's a he's an athlete. You know, he's going to be playing probably from behind a lot this year with their the way their defense is. And, um, but I kind of think it kind of if he has a good good enough year, they show some glimpses that he could fall into that. Like what you what Rocky said about Kurt says he might not be playing for the Bears, but hopefully he'll be playing somewhere um, as a quarterback one for a team. Yeah. Quarterback is kind of a fun one. Like as you were saying that, like it occurred to me, how interesting would it be to see what the rest of Trevor Lawrence's career looks like? Like Tua, yeah, <laughs> Tua, yeah. But yeah, I mean, these guys that we had such high hopes for, is the you know, are they bust or or are they not? Yeah, you know, we we don't know yet. But uh, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that might be interesting to do that with. Yeah, again, that's a much smarter thing than I was even thinking. Yeah, going along with like uh, Fields or Trevor Lawrence, like is he really Trevor Lawrence, or were was everyone just wrong? Um, but yeah, no, you guys are much smarter than I am. Um, fine, that's fine, that's fine. You know, no, it's not fine. We're ending the show now. 
<laughs> for no other reason besides that, because I'm angry. We're ending the show. Um, you said that's the end of our show sheet. So. <laughs> what do you think I was about to say right now? You know what you said? I always wanted to hear it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to say it anymore. That's that's the end of Rush's show sheet, so that's the end of our show. Dang straight. Thank you, Corey, for coming on. I hope you had a laugh. I had a good time. I don't like Rocky probably did. It's always tough to tell with him. He's such no emotion on that guy's face. Oh no. I'm not <laughs> laughing like every other minute on the show now. <laughs> uh, before we do head out for my well, head out before I go to bed, um, throw your Twitter handle out there again. Make sure everybody follows you because Corey is awesome. And hell yeah, Ridley. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I had a blast. Um, yeah. It's uh, at Philly whiz without um, Ridley truther. You know, a couple names out there um, doing a little league bait uh, podcast of my own, just kind of a bunch of leagues league mates have them on just talk trades. They are real trades. We do. Uh, it's called dynasty dashboard. Cause half the time I'm in my car um, <laughs> trying to get uh, uh, possibly Jake on to help me out actually uh, co-host Jake girl. So nice. um, might, might be having him on a couple times and just a little fun side, side piece, side project that, uh, you know, so we don't all know your wives as much talking about fantasy football so uh, but thanks for having me on guys appreciate it all right uh as we head out patreon.com slash trade addicts pod you can watch us record live talk to us in the chat and also the cool awesome cool awesome cool kids club i ran out of words so i just kept the same ones over and over again it's bedtime y'all um the Cool Kids Club, our awesome group me chat, which is a lot of fun. Also, ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. We still have all of the Scott Fishbowl 12. That's the one we're on. Um, also, all of the DAP Network, Trade Addicts, Timeline, J- J- Junkies. Is that? Is, I think that's one of the shows on our network. I don't remember. Sounds familiar. Yeah, sounds familiar. And Get Real, all of that stuff, plus whatever people owe. Uh, J- at at fantasy hockey trades, James is in one of the trade addicts leagues. He runs a fantasy hockey tournament. We have a bunch of his stuff. Um, pros with Joe's also. We have a bunch of shirts and stickers up also. Every single penny from no matter what you buy goes straight to fantasy cares. So you get awesome stuff. Kids get awesome stuff. I just got another part of my shipment in. I did my original order. I did two t-shirts, two mugs, and 11 stickers. That was that was my first order. <laughs> first one. Yeah, it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad. Um, but yes, go do all of those things and everything. And good night, because I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Good night. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS family of podcasts, and a proud member. Dynasty Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.